This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, Hopeland Church? We are ready to get into the Word. I hope you enjoyed uh, worship today. Um, hope everybody had a great Mother's Day, and we are now in the next part of our series here, Joy. And so we're going to jump uh, right into the Word. And so let me pray here, and we're going we're gonna to do this thing. Um, so Father, we just thank you uh, for your Word today. Uh, we pray that, Lord, you speak. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Give us revelation. Give us uh, supernatural understanding. Uh, bring us, Lord, into the deep things of God. And, and we just thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're speaking to us. Holy Spirit, impart divine truth. Deposit, Lord, the word, God, in us. God, I pray that it is the engrafted word that's able to save our soul today. In the name of Jesus, everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. We're in the next part of our series, Joy. Uh, this is actually part two because last week was Mother's Day um, and uh, Crystal Gale did an amazing job. And so here we go. But before we started starting with this, I just wanted to share a couple dad jokes. You know what I'm saying? Joy the Lord. Um, actually in person today, we're dedicating babies. So uh, our in-person community is getting these dad jokes as well. So just thought I'd bless y'all with some really good dad jokes. All right. Hope y'all are ready for this. But here we go. Um, sorry, we can't really interact here. I'll kind of give you the answers as we go. But um, here's here, here's just a few dad jokes, and then we're going to jump into the word, all right? So um, why, why can't a leopard hide? Um, the answer is he's always spotted, all right? All right, there we go. There's joke number one. He's always, get it, spotted, leopard, leopards have spots. All right, here's the next one. Um, why did the orange lose the race? I'm going to say it again, give you a minute to think about it. Uh, no, no Googling the answers here, but why did the orange lose the race? And the answer is he ran out of juice. All right, there we go. You're welcome. You're welcome for that joke. You know what I'm saying? You could take these and use these, you know what I'm saying? They're not copyrighted or whatever. They're kind of, what do you call that? They're kind of, you know, um, public domain. All right, here's the next one. Uh, what did the two pieces of bread say uh, on their wedding day? What did the two pieces of bread say on their wedding day? Um, it was loaf at first sight. <laughs> right? Love it. Loaf, you know? Yeah, there it is. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, got two more here. All right, this is Man, I'm taking up a lot of the time here, but here we go. Um, next one. Um, uh, what state is known for its small drinks? What state, I'm talking about the United States now, uh, what state is known for its small drinks? Um, and the answer is Minnesota. <laughs> right? Minnesota, Minnesota. You guys like that? Okay, here we go. Last one. This is it. No more after this. This is all I can, this is all I can take here. All right, next one. Somebody, somebody give a shout out to all the dads out there. Father's Day is coming up uh, next month. So here we go. Uh, this is good. I love this one. Um, why do peppers make such good archers? 
okay? Why do peppers make such good archers? Because they habanero. Habanero, right? Habanero pepper, habanero. All right, there we go. That's the dad jokes, folks. Hope you enjoyed those. All right. So, um, somebody say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. All right, here we go. So, today we're going to talk about, I'm just going to read from my notes here before we jump into this, but today we're going to talk about when joy is not felt or not a known reality in my present condition. Like, what do I do? So the, the question is, you know, why is this? And how do we continue with God through this? All right, so I'm just gonna give you some notes here. Sometimes I like to start with a verse, but I wanna kind of just get, really premise this as to what we're gonna talk about today. So walking with God is not a pursuit of a feeling. I know we know this, but I'm just going somewhere, okay? I'm not, I'm not um, you know, assuming you don't know this, but I just wanna kind of say this as a premise for the message today. And in the context of what we're going to talk about in the scripture concerning joy. Um, so walking with God is not a pursuit of a feeling. It is a pursuit of a person. And his name is Jesus, right? So uh, we are God seekers, not feelings chasers, right? So we're God seekers, not feeling chasers, all right? Now, I know sometimes we're like, man, it sure would be good to feel better, and there's, there's a place and time for that. But at, at the end of the day, at the core of what it means to, to live for God, walk with Jesus, be a Christ follower, it's that we're in pursuit of a person. We are seeking God, the person, not chasing the next feeling, okay? So for instance, right? So like marriage, marriage is not a feeling. There are feelings in it. And I mean, there are good feelings in it. Uh, we're getting, Crystal Gale and are going to be celebrating um, 13 years of marriage on the 22nd of this month, 22nd of May, and we've had some good feelings and some not go so good feelings at times. But but, but there are feelings in it, but it is not a feeling like it's it, that is not what it is. But so if we think that any meaningful fulfilling relationship or any meaningful fulfilling relationships are a feeling, we're sadly mistaken. Feelings are in there, but that's not the basis of it, and that's not what it is. Same with our relationship with God. Our relationship with God is not about a feeling, although there are times we literally feel Him. We sense His presence, and He does things in those moments. That, But those moments are not what um, this is about. Uh, amen? So we're going to look at that. Like that, that, that we, we, we seek God and not a feeling. Why? Because... Feelings are not always there, but we continue to seek him. Can I get an amen? Feelings are not always in a marriage, but we stay committed and faithful to that person because we're in a covenant and because the blessing of God isn't based on feelings. It, feelings are there, but that's not all of what it is. There's more to it. It's, it's deeper than just a feeling, right? Joy is deeper and more profound than just a feeling, right? So here's the question for today. How do we pursue God and abide in God when the feelings aren't there? So how do we pursue God and abide in God when the feelings aren't there? Why am I asking that question? Because that is a reality of every Christ follower. 
that there will be moments and times when the feelings aren't there, but God is gonna say, keep coming, keep following me, keep walking by faith. I don't feel like it, keep coming. I, I don't have the feeling, keep coming. You know, and, and, and the blessing of God is more about faith and obedience and God's grace, not about how we feel, all right? So here we go, let's open with this verse. Open with this verse, Psalm chapter 30, verse five. Let's turn there, Psalm 30, verse five. Psalm chapter 30, verse five, here we go. Uh, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Here, I'm gonna read it again. Psalm 30, verse five. Uh, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Uh, weeping, weeping may, may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And so here is my for, first point here, is that joy will come. Joy will come. There, I mean, this, this verse tells us here that there are moments where there are moments in, 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 in seasons, and this is correlating a, a, the night season, this moment in this person's walk with God, okay? And they're actually, this Psalm is actually talking about, like um, Psalm 30 is actually talking about like answered prayer, really, and, and celebrating answered prayer. And so here it is, the, the, the Psalmist in writing Psalm uh, chapter 30, uh, writing this Psalm, it was really about answered prayer. So he's talking about on the other side of answered prayer, on the other side of some type of breakthrough of what God did. And he's saying, hey guys, check it out. I'm on the other side of it. Um, God God answered my prayer. God came through. And, but let me just remind y'all that, that, and he's speaking from experience here. Hey, weeping may endure for a night, but I know because I got through that season and joy will come in the morning. And so that's my first point, that joy will come. It might not um, you know, feel like it's here right now, but joy will come. I'm gonna say it again, joy will come. And this is the reality of this verse. I think sometimes we read this and we don't, well, sometimes I think sometimes Christians get kind of um, um, almost in this place of not really accepting the reality that there are seasons that don't feel good in obedience. And the reason I wanna say this is to tell you that that is part of walking with God. That is part of any relationship. And we can't think that God isn't there, God doesn't love me, this is not the will of God just because it doesn't feel good. Our feelings are very deceptive at times. And um, you know, the, you know, we, 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 we do things to feel good and there's nothing wrong with feeling good, but we can't, feelings are not the judge or the um, standard of the will of God. Feelings are not the standard of, of, of doing the right thing. Um, sometimes the wrong thing feels good. The Bible says that sin is pleasurable, feels good for a season. So that tells us that feelings are nothing to um, wholly stand on and be the judge of the will of God, the plan of God, the heart of God, the love of God. Somebody say amen, right? So at times there's a space between where I am now and, 
and, and joy. Okay, the reality of true joy, why? Because it says joy will come, meaning it's not there. I, I'm going through something and the reality, the, the true expression of joy is not there in that moment, right? The Bible says to weep with those who weep. So we're, I'm not gonna walk into a funeral and start shouting and praising God. That's, that's, that's ridiculous, it's insensitive, and, and it's, it's, it's disturbing. Can somebody say amen? All right, you, you guys with me on this? Jesus showed up to Lazarus' funeral, knew he was gonna raise him from the dead, and he wept. So, so there are seasons and moments where weeping is part of the journey, all right? And so sometimes joy is on the other side of, a, of my affliction. Um, it's not that God isn't there, it's that the experience and the, and the feeling and expression of joy might not be right there in that moment, but it is coming. I'm here to say joy will come, it will come. Sometimes joy is the fruit of endurance. I'm just reading some things from my notes here. Uh, there may be days of sorrow, but it will end because it endures, but joy, but joy, but joy will come, all right? Your, your, your trial has an expiration date on it. Your affliction has an expiration date on it. Um, it, it praise the Lord. Everything, our life, our existence on earth is made up of seasons. And I'm telling you, you're in a season and the season you're in is gonna come to an end. I don't know what kind of season it is, what season, what, it could be a time, place, situation. It's a season and it's gonna end and you're gonna end up in another season, right? There, there may be moments of weeping, but God promises joy. That's the point, joy will come, period. Point blank, period, end of story, joy will come. All right, and so th this word joy actually is very interesting. It's, it's not, this word joy is not so much an experience of joy per se. It's really to, this word joy in the Hebrew is two words. It's a, it's a preposition and a verb, okay? Um, or, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it is um, both, um, it, it really means a ringing cry, okay? So, 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 so this thing, th this word joy is, is a, a, a something of like our will is behind this. That when it says joy will come in the morning, what is it saying? It's really saying your, your shout will come in the morning. So I might not be shouting right now, but in the will of God, I will shout soon, right? And I understand the whole notion of faith, like you can shout right now, but if we're, if we're honest, when we're walking with somebody through their, their stuff, we're not gonna walk into their sorrow and be like, oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah, right? And, 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 and we, gotta be a, we, gotta, we gotta discern that environment, that situation, and even in the reality of life, weeping does happen in a moment, but your, your shout will come. So, so this moment may not be a shouting moment, but you will shout again, all right? So once again, I'm gonna read from my notes. This type of joy here in the Hebrew is where your will is involved. It's more of an action on our part. That's what it means, it means a, a shrieking cry, like it's a shout, all right? So, so, so when I get through this, I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna shout God's praises. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph, right? So, so I refuse, this is what it's saying. Joy will come in the morning. I, I wept, I wept, I cried, I was broken, I was sad, I was mourning, but my shout will come in the morning what is it saying here that when I go through this, I'm gonna shout. 
This is what it's saying. I refuse to frame my identity by what I've come through. Um, God did some things there, but I am not, that, that, that sorrow, that mourning is over. It has ended. Okay, I've learned from it. I've gone through it, but now I'm gonna shout. Come on now. Here it is. Look at this. Psalm chapter five, verse 11. Psalm five, verse 11. I'm going to read it quickly and we're going to go to the next point. Psalm five, verse 11. It says this, but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever, here it is. Look at this. Shout for joy. Shout for joy, right? Come through something. There, there comes a season. I'm telling you right now, you need to shout. And some people say, well, you know, I'm not really a loud person. I don't, you know what I mean? I kind of praise the Lord in my mind. I kind of, you know, I praise him quietly. And I'm not taking away from that, right? Meditate on the word, right? Day and night, be still, know that he's God, right? Sometimes we just need to sit and listen to the voice of the Lord. And, and, but, but I'm saying right now, I don't, I don't care who you are, where you come from, your personality, whatever. I'm telling you right now, you got the Holy Spirit. You came out of some mess, came out of a trial, came out of some sorrow, came out of some weeping. I'm telling you, no matter who you are or what's going on, I'm telling you right now that God has put a shout in you and joy is in there. Like shout for joy. Sometimes you got to shout for it, right? It might feel like it's far off, right? Just came through some stuff, but I'm telling you, this is not an ethnic thing. This is not a certain type of church thing, a certain type of denomination, a certain type of religious practice or Christianity or, or camp or whatever. I'm telling you, you have certain kind of environments kind of lean towards shouting more than others, right? But I'm telling you, I, whether you're whether you're white, Hispanic, black, Asian, educated, not educated, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, you know, American, uh, Latin American, uh, you know, Filipino, European, um, African, Canadian, I'm telling you, the people of God ought to have a shout in us. All right? So that's what it says. The, who? Those that trust in you, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful. Let also, let those also who love your name be joyful in you. I'm telling you, joy and shout go together. You might not be shouting right now, but your shout will come. Joy will come. And it is time and season for some of you to begin shouting unto God. Somebody say amen. All right, so that was Psalm 5, verse 11 there. All right, so here we go. Let's go to the next verse here. Next verse, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I'm going to read this. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Here we go. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, here it is. This is what I was talking about. This word, this word joy in the Hebrew is about um, your will, that you shout. So I think we need to reread that first verse I gave. Let, let's reread it here. Let's read it with true Hebrew definition for his angers, but for a moment. This is Psalm 30, verse 5. Sorry, I'm going back real quick. We'll go back to Hebrews in a second. But Psalm 30, verse 5, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night. But my shout comes in the morning. 
right? And so here it is, here in, in, in Hebrews 12.1, let us lay aside every weight. This is where our will's involved, okay? Every weight and every sin, which so easily ensnares us, weights from the morning, weights, weight, burdens from the trauma, from the rough time, rough season, the bad patch of life, right? Um, let, let us lay aside every weight, lay it aside, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and here it is, let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, everybody say joy, say it again, say joy, for, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus endured the cross, joy set before him, he endured, he saw something in his future, so it empowered him, he saw a joy beyond the cross, he saw a joy as a result of the cross, he saw a joy that was you and me, uh, encountering him. It was you and me becoming sons and daughters of God that the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Here it is, my next point, folks. Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. Um, it's saying here, you know, like, this is talking about enduring, what walking this race through. This is what I'm talking about, endurance. And we're, we're gonna dive into endurance a little bit here. Um, but, you know, we, we're looking under Jesus. So he's the example of life. And so when we look at him and how he walked through the cross, you know, he said, you know, if anyone wishes to come after me, right? He said, um, he must first deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So this is, this is the Christian life, right? There's a cross here that we must bear, okay? And we look at Jesus and we see what he did. So what did he do? He, he went through it and, and be, for the joy that was set before him. So, so... So there was this joy that was the result of the cross and he did not experience that joy until he got through, why? Uh, because the Bible says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured. So there was a gap between the joy of salvation for, that he received as a result of our salvation and him being on that cross. There was a gap between the cross and us being saved by grace and that gap was the cross. He endured. He endured. And Jesus is our example. And so he went through it all for us, knowing what was about to happen, which was salvation by grace through faith. Okay, Jesus is our example. God's intention is that you endure. That, that's his, that, that, that This is God's heart for you. So, so say this with me. Say this with me if you would. Say, Lord. Give me grace to endure. Come on, say it again. Say, Lord, give me grace to endure. All right? Say this with me. Say, Lord, give me grace that sustains me through the journey. Say it again. Say, Lord, give me grace that sustains me through the journey. All right? So this word, endure, okay? So it's a Greek word, hupomeno. And it means, so he, for the joy set before him, he endured. What does endured mean? It means, it, it's a Greek word, hupomeno. It's two words. And it means to remain under. Meaning you remain, you abide, you stay, you 
you, you stay put while under pressure, okay? So joy was in his future. It was the salvation of humanity. And he was willing to stay put, to remain under, to abide in God while under pressure, to stay in the will of God while under pressure, to stay or remain while under something. So it, and so it, this also means it's where you get the word. Um, it also is related to being subordinate to another. Okay. It also means to be subordinate to another. The Bible says, Jesus said, I only um, say what the father tells me. So Jesus, the son of God was absolutely, utterly and completely obedient to the father. And he, that's what endurance is. Endurance just isn't staying alive. Right? Like, okay, I'm still, I'm still here. I endured, right? Really, it means to stay obedient to God when it doesn't feel good, okay? Like, it means that um, I'm going to do what God has called me to do, go where God's called me to go, even through the moments where it's tough. Jesus because of the joy, the vision of joy, he's like, I will go through this because joy is coming, right? Um, and so this process of endurance that we must all go through, staying under, remaining in the will of God when I'm under or, or in pressure, right? Um, this right here is so powerful for our own deliverance and freedom. Why? Because our human nature wants to rebel when it gets hard. All right. I, can I get a witness? I mean, our, our human nature, our selfish nature, our selfish nature as, as human beings, this, this is not easy for us because um, of our just innate self-preservation, our, our desire to control outcomes and situations because of fear or insecurity or whatever. Um, we, 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 th this process is part of our deliverance because this is truly, um, um, foundationally, this process is truly, if we really want to unpack it, it's an act of worship because I choose God and I don't feel him. I don't feel joy, but there's joy in my future. I believe, I trust him. I believe that there's joy on the other side of this. And so God, do whatever you need to do in me while I go through this. And so um, this process actually liberates us from our rebellious nature. It's part of it's part of the process. The Bible says um, that Jesus, Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Somebody say, Jesus, give me grace to endure. All right, this is why. This is, this is how 
God works in us. This is part of our growth, okay? So delay is designed to reveal the secrets of our heart. Uh, we, in our human nature, we don't like delay. Um, maybe some of us more than others, right? Um, and, and, and delay is a place that God is in, but the thing you want or desire, or maybe even you're believing for isn't there yet. But God's there, but that thing isn't there. And that reveals some things in our heart. And that, that's why Abram, right, slept with Hagar, delay. So delay revealed the secrets of that man's heart. It, the, the delay, we didn't know that was there until delay got there. We, we thought Abraham was, man, he's, he's about to be the father of many nations, man. This man, God chose him, man, called him out. I mean, he's the father of faith. Come on now. I mean, we, we love and respect all that Abram did. You know what I mean? We're like, let man look at that. But I'm telling you, delay, delay brought some nasty out of him. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever been in a delay and you, you didn't know that was in you till you till it was delayed? Right. Come on. Now, you, you thought you were all saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And then and then, you know, uh, you, uh, your, your flight is delayed. And then, man, all kind of stuff. Come on now. I, I know what I'm talking about. Come on now. We don't like delay our human nature. I'm telling you, I try to get my kids to school on time and I'm at the front door tapping my foot like, come on now, kids, get ready. Let's go get your shoes on. Right. And I'm telling you that delay reveals the secrets of my heart. Come on. I re I'm repenting every day they go to school. Right. I'm like, you know, so 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 that the, 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 endure, endure, remain under, remain under. Delay is a place that God is in, but the thing you want, desire, or believe for ain't there yet. And that, 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 that begins the tension. God's there. I'm telling you, God is there. And joy is coming. But 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 can we endure? Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. Look at look at somebody next to you and tell them Jesus is our example. All right, next one. Let's go. James chapter 1, verse 2. Let's go. James 1, verse 2. My brethren. James chapter one, verse two, my brethren, count it all joy. Everybody say joy. Say it when we say count it, count it all joy. That's my next point. That's my next point. Count it joy. Count it joy. And we're going to talk about this. My brethren, count it all joy. Joy isn't there yet, but you got to count it as joy. If we're honest, if we're honest, we don't feel joy in trials all the time. We don't feel it. We don't feel it. It's not this feeling, a reality but I'm in the will of God. God is with me. I'm doing what he's called me to do. I'm in faith. I'm trusting him. I'm worshiping. I'm doing what he's called me to do. I'm going where he's called me to go. Here we go. I'm walking with Jesus. But I'm in a situation. And that situation does not mean you're out of the will of God or God doesn't love you. It just means you need to count it joy. Here we go. We're going to talk about it. Count it all joy. It's not there. So you got to count it. What does count it all joy mean? Here we go. I'm going to read the verse, but I'm just going to kind of move here. I'm going to finish the verse, but let me say this. Count it all joy. What does that mean? That means that I consider it and think it so, even though it's tough right now. I consider it. Joy is coming. It might not be a true reality in my emotions or my mind right now, but I got to count it all joy. Why? Here we go. Let's read it again. James 1, 2, and I'm going to read to verse 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. 
Uh, same word endurance there. It's the same word. Uh, verse four, but let patience or endurance have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. All right. I'm not feeling joy now, but God is doing something in me. Uh, this doesn't feel good, but God is working for my good. Okay. You know, um, and here it is. Why would I count it joy? I mean, I'm going through this. Why, why would I count this joy? Why would I count this joy? What must we know in the process? It says count it all joy knowing this. Count it all joy when you face various trials knowing this. What must I be focused on? Talking about joy. Talking about joy. And this is it. What is God doing? Let's read it again. Let's read. Why? Why? The last part of verse four. That you may be perfect. Okay? That you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Why perfect? It just means perfect just as another word for maturity. That you may, why, 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 why? here I am. I'm in a situation and I can't, it, it, like I'm not feeling joy. But I, but God's like, you need to count it joy. There, there are moments in our walk with God where we just count it joy. We need to think it so. We need, we need to, for the joy set before us, we endure. This is, this is kind of like a parallel verse to Hebrews speaking of Jesus on his cross. And now James is talking about our cross. You know, uh, count it all joy. You know, when you face various trials, knowing that the trying of your faith produces endurance. And we let, we allow, we let our will, we allow endurance and patience. We remain under, let endurance have its perfect work that you might be mature, that you might be mature. Why? That you might be mature, that you might be perfect and entire or complete. What, what is God doing? What is God doing? I'm telling you right now, this is it. This is the end goal. This is what God is doing. Here it is. You ready for this? God is maturing you. He cares about your maturity, right? The whole kingdom is, is as a seed and a seed is uh, the beginnings of a process of growth and fruitfulness, right? Why does God want us to grow just like any other seed in this, in this world? Why? Because it grows. Why does it grow? So it can produce fruit. What does that mean? That our life can be a blessing to others. What is fruitfulness? Fruitfulness is other people partake of what God has done in my life, right? So an apple tree just doesn't grow and grow apples and say, man, look at these apples. Look at these shiny, crunchy apples. Don't touch them. They're here for you to look at. No, you, we, you know what I'm saying? We are not a walking museum. We are fruit bearing trees. We are trees of righteousness. God's desire, every trial you go through, I'm telling you, it is connected to somebody else being blessed through your life, that God would mature us to such a degree that our life would be something to be desired, those that are in our world and in our life, that they could partake of the goodness of God through us. We are the body of Christ. We are to be fruitful believers, fruit-bearing Christians, so other people can encounter and know Jesus through us. That you, why? What's the why? That you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing.
that God, what, what is the focus? How do I get through this? Know this, that God is maturing you. That he's doing, that count it joy. What is the joy? Fruitfulness. Come on now. The joy is fruitfulness, church. All right? So perfect, the word perfect in, in, in the Greek, the word perfect or mature, it means this, going through. Going through the necessary. Everybody say necessary. What you're going through is necessary. What you're going through right now is necessary. It is necessary. Going through the necessary stages, stages to maturity. It, the, the word perfect or mature in the Greek is the word teleos. It's where you get the word telescope. You know how a telescope, you extend it. So what is that saying? That, that it, 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 it's, it, it's a consummation. So when you extend that telescope, that is to its full capacity. So God is wanting to bring you to your full capacity, your the consummation of the necessary stages or processes of spiritual growth, which is made up of seasons and trials and, and faithfulness in his presence, and, and, and serving and loving and worshiping and, and weeping and, and shouting like all that stuff is, 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 is meant to produce Christ likeness in you so that you might be perfect and entire. This word entire means entire or complete. It means divinely allotted wholeness and completeness that, that God just doesn't want you mature for the purpose of being fruitful for others, but God desires for you to be mature for the completeness of your own soul, that you are complete. You are not vexed or, or troubled or, 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 or um, bound up by the sins and weights of this, of this world, that you are, as Colossians says, complete in him. Hallelujah. Praise be to the Lord. My last point in verse, I'm gonna go quickly so we can pray here. Here's my last point. Here it is. How do I how, how do I do this? Or what what is what is a sign of spiritual maturity? Here it is. Last point. Receive the word in affliction. Receive the word. Receive it. Welcome it. Receive it with readiness. The word in affliction. I'm going to say it one more time. Receive the word in affliction. Many times we receive the word when we're happy, we're feeling good. We got our tax return. You know what I'm saying? We praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God's been so good to me. But when things are tough, you know, somebody rejects you. Somebody don't like you. Somebody talks bad about you. You know what I'm saying? And we can't receive the word. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, I, I understand. I understand. Or you're frustrated about something. Something doesn't work out. But I, I, I'm telling you right now, a sign of true spiritual maturity is the capacity. It's the capacity to receive the word when it don't feel good. When the environment don't feel good. Here it is. Last verse. Last verse. Closing with this. 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 6, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. Having received the word, having received the word in much affliction with joy. Hallelujah. With joy of the Holy Spirit. Let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you for everybody here today. I pray, God, that we would mature that you would bring us to completion. You would consummate the process. Show us, God, how to complete this, this season, how to come through it, it complete and entire, lacking nothing. Father God, show us. God, thank you for the trial. God, it just, it's just revealing what we're lacking. It's revealing what we're missing. It's, it's, it's filling up, uh, Lord, loopholes in us. Thank you, Lord, 
Thank you for the trial, God. We count it all joy, knowing you're doing something in us. You're, you're, you're completing us. You're working in us your will. So, Lord, we just thank you for the joy. We thank you, God, that, that joy is coming. Joy is coming. I just pray that over everybody, that they would remain, remain until, remain until. God, I pray that they would get through this and not be, not carry the trauma and trial with them into the next season. I pray we would come out with a shout in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this, God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.